Wait a minute, wait turn, a minute. On turn on the radio My yo. homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though play it I hope you got in tune got He talking tune. bigger business talking big He make a lot of moves Welcome to the Startup, startup Showcase I'm your host Scott Platoon And uh, it's My a dreary day as Amy said before we walked out of the uh, the studio here It just, I don't know, it just take like when it's I don't, Ashley, when you, when you, this is our first show together So you'll get used to the random banter that goes back and forth When it's like this, does it just kind of like drag you down a little bit? Oh, yeah, 100%. When I wa- woke up this morning, I was like, ugh, here we go. But, yeah. you know, it's... I like I like rainy days like this, but I like to stay in bed when it's like... Yeah, movie day. This is like an 80s movies kind of weather, you know what I mean? Boom. You know what yeah. today is? Today's an invest in startups day. Yeah, it's that's a, it's true. It's sit there back and listen to us ramble on about startups. Uh, this is, like I said, is uh, Ashley's first show with... Uh, with me and so i think we'll we'll do a little bit of a tutorial here we'll we'll talk a little bit about what investing in startups looks like and and if you have questions having never really done this before uh you can text us you can call us uh and ashley i think you could also just bop right into the show and ask me like what is going on with this what does this mean i will uh we've got two companies calling in one at one one after the break at 115 another one uh at 130 and the gist of this is if you haven't listened to the show or haven't participated in this you can invest in them Literally, anyone can. It's forever. It was uh, the richest three percent could start and invest in startup tech companies. Uh, not anymore. Now everybody can for as little as ten bucks. All you have to do is go to republic.co backslash register, and you can link your account. You can link your credit card, which is probably scary, but uh, it works. Uh, and all you have to do is sign up for it. And quite literally, uh, when these guys come on, uh, call in. They will give you the link to their thing for one of them. I believe it's uh, republic.co backslash atlas. And you can read all about the company, read all about the terms of the deal. Uh, you can watch little cool videos they make about what they're trying to do. And you can click a button and invest in the company. It's that easy. Uh, it's basically, uh, Ashley, for you, this is maybe more relatable. Um, Oculus. You're familiar with Oculus? No, I'm not. Okay, so Oculus is like those VR headsets that you can oh, put on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Whatever that Facebook, sorry, Facebook bought them for like $3 billion. Oh, wow. And uh, they ran a Kickstarter, one of the more successful Kickstarter campaigns in history. And the average person who bought uh, bought them on Kickstarter spent 500 bucks. They got the headset and a shirt. Um, if they had done equity crowdfunding instead of Kickstarter, and you put your $500 in, when they got sold to Facebook, you would have gotten a $30,000 check. Oh, well. That's the impact wow. okay, that we're talking yeah. to yourself. A company exits like that, I mean, the, the check can be substantial, um, which is why I think rich people have always been the ones who who kind of play in this in this uh, pond, so to speak. Uh, so we've got a couple companies that are gonna are gonna call in about that. If you have questions about startup companies, or about investing in startup companies, or about these specific questions, or sorry, companies, uh, feel free to text and call me. Uh, or if you want to play the the social media game, you can follow us at Technori on Twitter and on Facebook. You can follow me at Katoon on Facebook and Twitter and. Now, even Instagram, I uh, successfully <laughs> wrangled my handle away from a random person in, I want to say they were in Russia. I don't really know. Uh, but somebody had my handle. My, my last name is their handle, I should say. Uh, but I reached out to him and pulled some, pulled some pulled strings. Pulled some strings. Yeah, there you pulled, go. <laughs> pulled some strings via sending a PayPal. <laughs> uh, PayPal pulled some strings for me. Um, but, but at any rate, so we've got a cool show ahead of us. Um, what else we got here? Uh, really excited to announce sort of, I guess this, I think this will be our announcement on this show because, uh, the press release will be going out like sometime next week, um, that we're going to have a new website going up uh, for technory.com. So you can check that out. Uh, it'll be going up sometime in the next week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. And we're firing up a new listen app, 
Uh, so you can listen to all of these shows that we do live, but you can also listen to the podcast, which if you aren't listening to the podcast, you really should. Not only can I say bad words on it, which makes it more fun, uh, <laughs> but we, we spend a little bit more time with the startups themselves. So like rather than them calling in for five minutes, we get like 45 minutes. Uh, so if you enjoy the the banter, the back and forth, and the stories of these of these founders, it's I highly recommend it. Uh, the link to that's going to be listen.technori.com. Uh, and I highly, highly, highly recommend uh, you check that out if you if you haven't already. Um, what else do we have today? I'm like I'm like spacing out it's here. The it's, it's the weather. It's the weather. I know. 100%. I'm like I'm I'm so like da- like just totally exhausted. I feel like <laughs> uh, I get married on Friday of next week. So yeah, you got like, wedding brain going on. I got, exactly. I'm just like totally <laughs> like completely run down on everything. Um, that there's like not been that much news in the in the tech world in Chicago this week. It's it's uh. All of our big technology people have been out of town in Japan because, as you probably read in the Chicago Tribune, uh, Rahm Emanuel has kind of brokered a deal with Japan to, to sort of bring business to Chicago. And Spot Hero founder Mark Lawrence uh, was there, Howard Tolman, former 18, or 1871 CEO now, Kaplan uh, Center IIT director, was there with the mayor. Uh, we had like five or six tech founders were, were there. And so, like, I don't know why that to me it seems weird, but like, I felt the absence <laughs> emptiness it's all very, your tech all it's we're, tech te- heroes. We're, 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 we're we're yeah all the tech heroes were gone <laughs> um but the only thing i would say that was really cool in the last month uh is funding so funding in chicago in particular uh another banner multiple billions of dollars uh invested in companies in the last year uh but in the last month it was another like 48 million or so has been invested in startup companies in chicago uh, and in the Midwest in general, uh, Michigan, I just saw an article that Michigan actually took in, uh, it was a, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but it was like a record multiple billion dollars in, in startup investments, which is insane. Uh, and super important for like Detroit, as you probably, those of you listening can imagine Detroit has had some ups and downs, but the, the auto tech industry in Detroit is, is thriving, which is great. Uh, so I guess without further ado, I think we'll take a break and then we will come back uh, with an awesome live read because you got to do that. Got to pay the bills uh, and we will get the uh, startup showcase kicked off officially with, I believe, is it going to uh, Mickey? Right? Mickey. Mickey's going to be our first call in. So uh, you are listening to WGN Radio AM 720 and I am Scott Katu. We are back to the startup showcase. Uh, I'm Scott Katu and you're listening to WGN AM 720. Uh, if you want to follow along on Facebook, we're going to be posting after the show here. I'll be posting the links to the companies that are pitching right now. Uh, and so uh, you just check us out, facebook.com or twitter.com slash technori. Or if you're uh, you know an insider and you want to follow me personally, you're welcome to do that at Katoon. Um, so we are about to kick off the startup showcase. Uh, I believe we've got Mickey on the phone. Mickey, are you there? I am here. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Scott. Of course. Absolutely. So uh, where are you calling in from, Mickey? Uh, New York City. New York. We got both coasts represented on this show. We got you calling in from New York, and then on the second half, uh, we've got somebody calling in from San Francisco. So I feel like we've got the that we've gone uh, full full nation here on the WGN show. Uh, Mickey, here's I don't know if you've listened to any of the episodes of this and see how this works, but the gist is uh, I'm going to have you take about three minutes. You're going to get I guess exactly three minutes and pitch the company exactly. Uh, you know, to everyone so they know, you know, what it is, how it works and, and why you're doing it. Um, and then I'm going to follow up with some questions and, uh, you know, get some feedback and then feel free to share at the end of that where exactly people can go to invest and how to do so and all that good stuff. Right. 
No, sounds awesome, man. Let's All right, do it. Then I will uh, kick off the time right now, and it is your uh, your mic. All right, great. We are on the clock. Ready to go. So we are Access Network, and we're a decentralized token economy for providing financial services to the unbanked. Um, so a little bit for the audience here of crypto. I'll try to make it kind of not about crypto, but about what we're, what we're doing. And I'll work in how crypto kind of empowers that. So when we're getting financial services to the unbanked, you have to kind of realize the, the problem here. You have a lot of people, Africa, other parts of the world, that have no access to any kind of banking. And the reason that's a huge problem is they can't kind of do other things. They can't build a credit history and get loans. They, you know, they really have no options, right? Money's under the mattress. It's not a great place to be. And this is actually a large majority of the world population exists like this, and it's very foreign to us, right? So we've got to kind of go on a journey here outside of the Western world and what we're used to with banks. Um, so a lot of Africans don't have bank accounts. They all have phones. They do this thing called mobile money a lot, where they, through the telcos, they're sending money to each other, kind of like Venmo, for very high fees. And that's the only way they have access to financial services today. So what we're doing at Access is we're doing two things. One, we're um, rewarding people to bank each other um, in kind of an Uber for banking way, right? So now somebody who's unbanked in a community in Africa with just their smartphone can go around and act as kind of a, a branch teller or an ATM to everyone around them and give them that basic checking account. And we do that today. We have 500 agents that see 30,000 customers and they collect, they basically help them save money every day, talk to them about their lives, why they may need a loan, provide them with loans and withdrawals, right? The other half is kind of after you establish that human banking infrastructure of a, you know, their bank, it's all about giving them like all these great tools they really, really need to succeed. So, loans, um, cheaper money sending, e-commerce, and the list goes on and on and on, potentially. And that's why we, we did what's called decentralizing that. And that's fancy talk for just um, opening up in an open source way so other people around the world can collaborate to solve these problems for us. So what we do in our token economy is we're rewarding people on the ground to bank each other. They're going to start getting a token for free to do more activity. We're also then rewarding developers to develop applications for the network, the, the countless ones that are needed, with free tokens as well. And then people are using the tokens together to kind of transact and have higher usage limits to these applications together. And the best part of that is, is that these people that were previously, you know, the Africans previously really disenfranchised, aren't just getting the financial access they need, they're in control of what that looks like in the future. I think that's really important. So they're voting to using blockchain technology with their tokens to say, hey, developers of the world, compete to win a reward to build me this next app that I want. So I want e-commerce app, build me the best one, and I'll pick the best kind of winner. Um, and then we'll use that together. And that's kind of, I'll stop there. That's the simplest way I can describe it. Again, it's a bit of a journey to a, a place we're not familiar with, with, with really important and big problems we're not familiar with. And I guess what I'll say in a conclusory way is, at a high level, what this really means is it's representing as a model kind of the people's bank plus the people's own, you know, venture capitalist arm they control, right? So if you give people that, they can really unlock their potential. And it's definitely a global, inclusive kind of collaborative thing with great technologists around the world, solving problems for people that actually have real problems. Well done. Well said. Uh, so tell me a little bit about like how, before we get into the business part of it, how did you get into this? Yeah, sure. Um, I was in this uh, 
great accelerator program called TechStars in London in 2015. And I was already working with blockchain technology and like a lot of people looking for a way to apply that to the real world. And I think what we got right more than others was we realized at a very high level that was going to be helping people in the developing world, not just out of the kind of the goodness of our hearts, because that's just where the, the product market fit was going to be for this great technology to have a real world use. It's very much like the Internet right now without an AOL. And we're, we're kind of figuring out how are we going to use this stuff and understand it. So it was literally that raw and of a thesis level. And I just moved to Africa with my team, had some funding, and we lived there and, and really listened to the local communities, talked to all these African women about what are your problems, what are your needs. And we built something around what they were already doing informally, which was banking each other, and kind of gave a little bit more trust around that and digital receipts and kind of a digital wallet. Um, and we saw, I think, the scale behind that, behind that. So there's no kind of crazy awesome story. I have no finance background. I didn't go to Africa before this. I just saw the problem, moved there, and realized I had to live there to figure it out and just really listen to um, everyone and try to make it something that, that was theirs. And that's how we got into it. And that's the kind of the short version of the story from there. It's been a lot of success finding the right model, and now we're kind of in the process of scaling it. So with regard to that, so walk me through how you are, like your financial side of this. Like, how do you guys make money in this deal? Yeah, so, you know, it, it's, 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 again, it's a new world, this kind of idea of cryptocurrencies and blockchain token economies. So um, basically, you know, if the, to- the way we structure the token, if it's hu- used more, there's more users um, being banked and they're using applications of money sending or loans and that's being used more the token in a non-speculative way should increase in value. And that's what people would be investing in. They'd be investing in this token. They can trade and sell. They can use to transact with Africans and give someone a loan in the future and stuff like that. And that's kind of how that makes money. Um, And so it's more of a nonprofit foundation, right? On the other side is kind of, I have another company called Atlas, which is supplying that kind of agent banker network on the ground. And us and many other people in the future can make money kind of with, small fees for facilitating these applications um, and rewarding this network on the ground. Um, so we, we'll, we, you know, we make money on like loan facilitation fees. Like right now we do withdrawal fees of 1% and we make a little bit of money there, but it's really more about the helping the people I would say. And so the token, the token is a separate thing. You know, I think the token does well when there's real world use and people are using it. Um, you know, other companies like Atlas, you know, there's going to be people that can, on these new applications have kind of more tools in their business to start to start to charge very small services. And in the aggregate, those can kind of make money for them. But the token holders are more just care about is the token being used and, and uh, between parties. If that makes sense. I know it's, it's a very new area of tech. Yeah. That's the thing that's kind of exciting to me about all of this stuff. And, and it's also, I think scary to those who are unfamiliar um, but if you mm-hmm. remember for you know people for listening, like if you remember when the internet came about and you got the AOL was like the thing and the communication of like of uh, what was it instant messenger and things like that, like nobody knew what that was or how it was going to be used, whether it was good or bad, and and then all of a sudden one day it was like people had dial up everywhere, and then all of a sudden it was like you can't live without it, and then now you're communicating using text messages when we used to use instant messenger and now there's iMessage and now you're actually sending money back and forth via text messages, which is crazy. Just the evolution of technology. And this is sort of in my mind, just like that next evolution, because uh, as you kind of mentioned, and, and we could talk more about it, but like the, the way that the Africans are passing money back and forth is really not tracked. And it's pretty hard to like actually 
quantify how much money is going, like how much is being paid in fees. And like, it's just the whole thing just Uh seems like it's super messy. And that's just one, like you mentioned, like one application where putting something like the blockchain literally puts a little bit of like, uh, I guess transparency is not even the word I'm going for. It's like structure. We're, we're, we're starting to find yeah. another technology that we are adding on top of the the sort of digital technology that we live on every day now to provide some structure. Because if you're going to have an entire world that is built on technology, on a digital world, mm-hmm. you have to have some sort of structure in place. Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head. And I think it would be worthwhile if I kind of explain blockchain real quick in, yeah, a, second, in a second. Because... Um, you know, right now everyone hears about things like Bitcoin, all these currencies, they, and the news are reported when they go up or down, and people look at it like a stock or an investment, and, and that's not what it is, right? And that's not what's exciting about it. What's exciting about it is the technology underneath you were talking about called the blockchain, which, I you know, if you take my word for it now, you can look into how it works later. You know, I'm a results-driven person, right? So all you have to understand is this idea of blockchain is that it makes the world more transparent, and as a structure, it allows us to do stuff together without having to trust each other and without having to trust other third parties. So now we can send money to each other without banks having to be involved, right? And that's a very empowering thing. We can have more transparency on there and, and make sure it all goes really well. We can start to run companies, like actual companies, in a very autonomous way. We can literally be voting now with tokens on who's the next CEO and how do we make sure we all get paid every month, yada, yada, yada. You know, you can do stuff like an Uber for the people or a mm-hmm. Facebook for the people in the future where it's the same kind of product market fit model we understand of an Uber or a Facebook, only if we're the users and we own the tokens as users, we're getting the profits every month. We're deciding if Travis is the CEO or Dana is the CEO. And it's really exciting. So it's just tough because we're in very early days when there is no decentralized Uber yet. And we're kind of sitting here as Westerners, like, how do I... How do I use, you know, how to use the internet before there's no Google or Amazon or Facebook? You know, you, you didn't get it yet. Yep. So that's where we're in this kind of weird spot where the tech, the business cases haven't caught up to the technology, technology's power. And unfortunately, the media, as the, this gets more mass market um, and kind of recognized to a massive audience, it's still along that narrative of, oh, it's a, it's a, it's like a digital gold and it's a stock and it's couldn't be farther from the truth. So we're in very, very exciting times with like a new, technological revolution where this thing blockchain will kind of be the new structure of stuff that we already have on the internet. So it'll be more fair and equitable and kind of very, a very quiet technological revolution, right? Where it's all about the backend structuring of things and the database structuring being way more transparent, way more secure and way more equitable. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And I think uh, as I alluded to in the conversation before this, the, the part that is interesting to me about it is the fact that, uh, as we talk about sort of, you mentioned autonomous, you, you start talking about autonomous cars and different businesses and, yeah. and sort of streamlining and kids. It'll, it, it, it'll need this technology. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're going to have, if you're going to have a company in a world that's, that is, that has so much, uh, autonomous everything and sort of everything is programmed and it's algorithm driven, you have to have a structure in place to let it. Exactly. Where they can talk they, to each other. Correct. And, yeah, and, and try and trust each other. And, like, not be hacked and not collapse and not go down. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like you look at, like, this is kind of a joke, but really actually probably more closer to the truth than than not. That, like, blockchain, hypothetically speaking, is what keeps us from ending up like Terminator 2. 
Like that could not agree more. Yeah, right? exactly. Like that's like the best. <laughs> exactly. I should just use that's the best way to explain this. Like without the blockchain, we have Terminator yeah. Two coming our way. Like if we have blockchain, <laughs> there's at least a chance to keep Miles Dyson's finger off the button. <laughs> exactly. I could. That's a perfect analogy. I love it. I I'm For absolutely sure. gonna gonna use that all. I might just start a yeah. create a speech around one. the Miles Dyson theory. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this has been great. Tell me and everyone listening where do we go to to learn more about it, learn more about you, and of course invest in the company. Sure, that's great. Um, we you can go to um, on Twitter. We're ACX underscore Network. We're also acxnetwork.com as our website. Um, the the best place if you wanted to invest and also learn more in a very comprehensive way, you can. We're hosting a, a temporary crowdfunding campaign now. Only ten days left on Republic.co. So go there and you'll find our campaign. We're like front and center, so you'll find us very quickly. Access Network. And, you know, don't, don't take my word for it in this short interview. I try to keep it at a high level. You know, if you have questions about tokens, you can ask me there. You can watch our videos. And we really try to kind of structure the information in a way that if you read it for five minutes, you, you should be able to get most of it. It sounds like really technical stuff, and it's not. And we try to make it more about we're solving real problems, and, and here's how uh, it works and why and why it's needed. So go there and check it out. And if you're going to give any questions, you can, I'm the CEO. I can uh, answer them right there on, on the platform for everybody to see. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for calling in. All right. Thanks, Scott. Yep. Enjoy your day, man. I love you Chicago too. being in the middle of this, this tech world now. This is perfect. Oh, yeah. The three coasts and the core in the middle, so you're well situated. I, I sure hope so. You got it. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are going to take a break here and come back with the news. I'm Scott Coutinho, listening to WGN Radio AM 720. Turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it though. I hope you got in tune. He talking bigger business. Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, as the song just uh, alluded to. Having a, uh, I guess I feel like a slow moving day as we're rolling through this, but the show is uh, going through quick here. Uh, we just had our caller uh, from who called in on a company that they are, are running that uh, you can invest in on republic.co. Uh, and talked about blockchain and the use case. And in this particular one, it's, uh, I think, a very unique use case um, and that you're helping to sort of democratize banking in, in under sort of underrepresented communities as well as different countries in this case, and in this case, even a continent uh, of Africa. And it brought kind of an interesting conversation to my head, which if you if you know me, this is a frequent occurrence of just having conversations in my head. Uh, but at any rate, there's a lot of people who, um, and Mickey kind of mentioned it in, on his, in his interview, there's a lot of people who are not just afraid of change and things, but like look at blockchain and just continually go with what they hear on TV, which are usually people who don't know anything about anything, but in particular, they don't know anything about tech, uh, that have sort of either demon or villainized it or made it into something it's not and, and talk about uh, cryptocurrencies and things like that in the realm of like, a stock or like buying gold or digital gold as is the reference. Usually um, blockchain is technology. It's a use case. And when you're investing in things like uh, yes, you can speculate on things. You can, you can put an investment. I mean, that's what this whole show is about is putting investments out on, on new things. Uh, sometimes you're talking about a product or a commodity that literally uh, and figuratively has scarcity. And so therefore the value goes up and down uh, in this particular case. And a lot of times in tech, um, the bet is on application. The bet is on will people, masses of people use this a lot. And when you're looking at cryptocurrency or tokens, which uh, if you're talking coins or tokens, they are different. 
uh, the bet is not on do I think everyone will use Bitcoin. The bet is on is the underlying technology that is Bitcoin something that we will use so frequently that we will build many, many other applications for on top of it, if that makes any sense at all. Um, and I just think it's an important thing to to digest and think about before you speculate on anything or you invest on anything or in, in a lot of cases uh, before you trash things. You need to understand that, like, yeah, it's scary, and there's some there's, there's stuff out there that we have to learn before we use it. And you know, like, obviously, like the internet has been an amazing thing and also awful. Uh, you've got you know social media channels which are amazing: Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. These things are amazing um, when it comes to getting information back and forth to people insanely quickly, and they're also awfully terrible because you've got people who are trolls or they're just evil um, and, or just really, really annoying like the Kardashians and you have no choice, but to listen to their garbage all the time. Um, So there's always good and bad, but the way to use it for good, at least for yourself is to just understand it. And I think that's the one thing that, uh, that we'd, we'd seem to miss out on quite frequently is people just don't understand the technology. And so then they, they just start like free flinging their interpretation of it, which is what 95% of Twitter is. Uh, if you want to learn about it, you can go hit like, you know, hashtag blockchain or hashtag crypto or whatever on Twitter. And I, I will tell you right now, like eight out of every 10, actually probably 11 out of every 10 things that you're going to read are complete nonsense, uh, uh, followed by a link to a website where you can give them money. Uh, don't do that, please. Uh, follow the link to technori.com and then give me, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, go to, go to technori and learn about it or, or listen to some of these shows. I, I guess for me, it's interviews like that that like obviously it's great because we we get a chance to to learn and and stuff and I and I want people to invest in companies like this I think it's a great platform um, and a great way for founders to raise a little bit of capital to be able to build out the vision of what they are trying to do and then you know then they can raise real capital later you know millions of dollars later if they need to or, or want to uh, so it's a great platform um, but one of the things I particularly like about interviews like the one I just did with Mickey is that you can learn so much. I mean, first I didn't, you know, for, I know enough about blockchain, but I don't know everything. So listening to him talk about it is, is incredibly fascinating to get his insights, uh, and how he views it. But then here's the other thing, like who knew that you're that, that in Africa, the, the most frequent way of paying people was mobile. And one could imagine that that's probably very sharky and that people like jack up the prices and, and charge commissions. Like you would see it like a, you know, gold, gold exchange here in in the states but like i would have never known that i would have absolutely no i I just assume that people just pass money around and use money like we've always done but apparently that's not the case uh so i I find it very fascinating it was a a very interesting interview at any rate uh, i'm going to take a quick break here because uh i see on our our little screen that i have more bills to pay so we're going to take a quick break uh, and then we are going to come back with Neil Than... I did, can't pronounce names. Th- Thanadar? I'm, I'm going to go with that. I don't know. Labdor. It should be really cool. Uh, bottom line is, you are listening to Scott Katoon. I am talking on WGN AM 720 Radio, and you are going to listen to a commercial now. Uh, we are back at the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. If you want to follow along the conversation, you can join me uh, and or Technori on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram at Technori or at Katoon. Uh, we are getting ready to have our next uh, our next startup showcase. Uh, we'll call it a participant. I don't know if that's the right word. It's not really a contest so much as it's just an opportunity, a great one for you to invest in startup companies and for startup companies to uh, use your ability and your investment to help grow out their vision. Uh, so without any further 
rambling on by me, I'm going to invite Neil uh, from Labdoor, who is, should be on the other line now. Neil, are you there? Yes, I am. Awesome. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course. And did I read this? Are you in San Francisco? Yes, we are. Very, very cool. So we had a New Yorker on earlier. We're in Chicago. You're in San Francisco. Uh, this is the Global Startup Showcase. Uh, if you haven't listened to this show or anything like this before, I'll give you a quick recap. Uh, I'm going to give you three minutes to explain exactly what your business does, and then I'm going to pepper you with very, very easy questions. Um, and if anyone listening wants to call in or text or have any questions for Neil or I, feel free to do so, or just tweet it at us at Technori or at Katoon or uh, at WGN Radio, for that matter. Uh, at any rate, so you're going to three minutes, ask you some questions, and then I would hopefully get to know, you know, learn and know a little bit more about the business. So. Uh, without further ado, Neil, take it away. Absolutely. So I'm Neil Fandar. I'm the founder of Labdoor. Uh, and Labdoor is solving a very important problem that a lot of people don't realize exists. Uh, and that's vitamins and supplements are not actually tested by the FDA for safety or effectiveness before they are sold. And that means that Basically, anyone can sell any product on Amazon directly to you, uh, and there's no quality control on whether that product's actually safe and effective for you to consume. And so six years ago, I created LabDoor.com to solve this problem. We use chemistry to actually test the purity and label accuracy of hundreds of vitamins and supplements. So your favorite protein powders, multivitamins, fish oils, probiotics, things like that. And some of the things that we found in these products are amazing and scary. We've found more than half of the herbal supplements we tested did not have the active ingredients that they claimed. We found fish oil, over a third of the products on the market, were actually rancid on the shelf. They had gone bad, even though their expiration date was a year or more in the future. And we'd even found probiotics where there were, all of the probiotics had actually died on the shelf, and so it was basically just a placebo. And so really consumers have no way of knowing which products are good or which products are bad before they buy it. And so that's why we built Labdoor.com. You're able to now, for free, go to Labdoor.com, research all of the different products. You can see, we'll tell you exactly which brands failed our testing, but we'll also tell you what's the number one product in each category. So what is the absolute best protein powder official on the market. And uh, last year, over 5 million people used Labdoor.com to do exactly that. And so really, this came from my background as a chemist. I used to work in a lab where our job was to perform quality control on products like this, supplements, vitamins, cosmetics. And what was really important for us was finding out uh, how to fix the problem once it had gone wrong. Uh, and so that was our job in my old business. And I really believe that something like Labdoor needed to exist because we need to do testing before people take products. Before you go to the store, the product should already be tested. You shouldn't wait for there to be a recall, some scary investigation, a bunch of people get sick, and then we do testing. Um, so that's really why Labdoor exists. And now what we really are looking to do is we get asked every single day, can you test my baby's formula? Can you test my dog's food? Can you test my cosmetics? Could you even test cannabis now that it's legal, right? How can you test every product in the world that matters to our health? And so to do that, we've started uh, a new program called TEST, 
where basically anyone can apply for a product to be tested. Uh, so not just products that we pick, but anyone in the market could actually pick a product, pay an application fee, and have that product tested. And so now we're raising uh, $1 million for test to launch this new platform where anyone would be able to test any product. Very cool. Um, so I have to ask, what is the best fish oil? Say that again? What is the best fish oil now that, now that you uh, So we actually found a product in Belgium uh, that had never sold in the U.S. before, and we tested it, and it actually was the number one on the market. Uh, and so they actually have since come to the United States. They now have been selling here for the last three years. And I think that's what we see in so many different categories of products. It's not necessarily the biggest brand name that's the best. It's often this little company that's, you know, really focused on the quality ingredients, but not necessarily on the quality that are marketing. And those often are the people who are the best. Yeah, it's like this whole thing is not surprising. Like, I love, uh, it's a great pitch, by the way. I love what you guys are trying to do. Um, and I, I think it's it's something that we definitely need because almost everything is BS. Like, literally, everything that we think we know about everything we do it's usually just garbage like i badly want to go buy a bottle of that nugenics and send it to you with frank thomas on the commercial i don't know if you've seen these commercials <laughs> i've seen that i would love to, to like because you know you'll love it but your lo- your wife will love it too like i just want to know what is in this stuff because like i feel like at best case scenario most of the stuff is a placebo and worst case scenario it's actually harmful and dangerous and that's exactly what we're finding too right so the, the probiotic that has zero active ingredient is a placebo, but some of those don't just have zero active ingredient. They also have, we found yeast and mold in some of these products. We found protein powders that have lead and arsenic in them. Uh, and so there's, it can actually be worse than neutral uh, if you take the wrong thing. Not to mention the fact that you just got bilked out of your money, which is a whole other thing. Um, whole, yeah. yeah it's money an entirely, entirely different part of this is that you're actually getting ripped off. And but like we've talked about this before, like on this show as well. Um, obviously, you and I have not, but I, you talk about this all the time, I'm sure. Uh, but like you look at like some of the Shark Tank episodes, that like whenever there's someone selling this stuff, like Mark Cuban's always the first one to be like, "Yep, I'm out. This is garbage." And I I don't know what the deal is in this country. Well, it's all over the world. Obviously, it's not just this country, but I don't know what the deal is with people where we continue to tolerate this. I guess the only thing I can assume is that because we're, we're all kind of so desperate for the, the fix-all, catch-all, save-all, instant, instant, everything, um, that we want so badly for this to be true. And so we're like, okay, yeah, sure, this, is, this must be the, the greatest elixir of all time. Um, and then, of course, it's garbage, and, and we, we like don't call it out. And so I'm, I'm glad that somebody is calling it out, and you are. Uh, one question I have for you on the business side of this, and then we'll get into how people can invest. Um, how do you guys make money? How like What's what's the financial model behind this? Yeah, so uh, the site is free, labdoor.com. It, when you go to any of the th- about 1,000 reviews that we have on the different products, there will be affiliate links for you to buy them. So you, whether you buy them on Amazon or GNC or bodybuilding.com, uh, we get a commission every time you buy. So the price is the same for you, but well, we make money every time you buy something you like. Very cool. And you know, that's another thing. So like this is for those of you listening, uh, we have a couple of, I'll call this, I, this is underselling what you're doing, but I'm going to call it like a review, a review site essentially. Uh, and we have a couple of them in the tech industry. And in Chicago, we've got G2 Crowd, which is one of them that I'm, I'm a big fan of. Um, from a B2B side, it, like it enables me to go and look at different SaaS platforms and things like, does it, is it good? Is it efficient? How does it work? And of course they get paid when 
when people choose to buy and use those platforms directly on their website. Uh, I actually think it's a really good model. I think the challenges that I've always had with that model is because it's it's a little bit out of it's not out of your control, but the purchase behavior you can't just like sell something, right? You can't go out and just make money on a whim if you need to by selling a product. That's the only downside. But otherwise, uh, I really like the model because it enables people. Like if, if there was ever a time for a person to want to purchase something, it would be after they're checking it out to make sure that it's legit. So I mean, like, I, I definitely get the model and like it. What what got you? I know you said you were a chemist. What got you into this like particular thing? We I, the biggest thing I we started seeing uh, products in our lab that were that were failing miserably, right? So we were finding products that did not just had were failing active ingredients, but were failing purity too uh and it just the when you kind of learn i think that the other reason why i think a lot of people don't take action or they don't get scared about these products is because you know that the fda is there you assume food and drug administration it must be testing these products that must something must fall somewhere between food and drugs Uh, but what due to kind of a loophole kind of a law in 1994 that was passed uh are basically exempt from that law uh, and so that's why this kind of vitamins and supplements especially have this big issue of quality control. Uh, and when I kind of put, hey, there's a quality control issue here, uh, you know, I run a quality control lab, uh, I might be uniquely qualified to solve this problem. I would agree. I mean, only in America, right? Can you say that uh, to avoid taxes, you start a church, and to make more money and avoid taxes and penalty, you sell uh, food, or you sell random drugs that aren't real drugs. <laughs> like it's like the the great America. Uh, where do people go? Speaking of of throwing money into things, where do people go to invest and learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So labdoor dot com is is live today. You can use it for free. That's our website. Uh, and we're launching testtoken.org, which is our uh, our new funding platform for testing. Uh, and so if you go to testtoken.org, you can uh, invest in our company. You can also read uh, a lot of detail on how we do the testing, how we're looking to recruit new people to actually vote on what products should be tested next. Uh, and it will give you a chance to sign up for our service. Very cool. Awesome. Neil, thank you so much for taking the time today. Of course, anytime. Uh, that was Neil. You can go ahead and invest, as he said. Check out labdoor.com. Uh, if you want to learn more about Technori and what we're doing, you can, of course, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Technori. Follow me at Katoon. Write questions and comments, things you'd like me to ask folks like Neil uh, more often. Uh, 